You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Liberty's bats wake up on the road at Duke. We'll recap the Flames' victory, plus discuss the dominance of LU softball in conference play. And head lacrosse coach Kelly Nangle joins the show to talk about the big game against Duke and how weird this team is. All right, let's get weird. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Hey guys, I know it's not Monday, but we just had to get this podcast in. So we're doing a little midweek uh, update with all the Flames we got, we got athletics. Bumped. You can say it. We yeah. got bumped out of our studio it's space. Re- it's right. a little ridiculous. Uh, you see where we where we are in the grand scheme of things. We get kind of, you know, pushed to the back burner. <laughs> we need the people to speak about how important the Flame Central right. podcast is and how these people need their daily dose of it on Monday mornings, right? right. You can't you can't wait. You can't start your mid-week. week without the podcast. Yeah. However, we wouldn't have been able to talk about this Duke Downing by the True. Flames uh, baseball team last night, which was exciting to see because it, it seemed like the bats were sleeping a little bit for for Liberty. And it was a uh, one-run ball game going into the ninth. The, the Flames on the road at Duke. And, man. They broke it open. They, they broke it open, scored five. I'm sorry. Six, hold on, yeah. let me, six, six runs in the ninth inning. So this is a positive moving forward, especially against a good Duke team. Boy, they needed this win. Yeah, you just lose two or three over the weekend. You're still without great bets. You're still without Derek Orndorf, two of your best bats in the lineup. Yeah, offense was a struggle in that series over the weekend. And you get a three-run home run from Logan Matthew, who, you know, he's been struggling some with the bat this yeah. year, but seems to be turning a corner. So you're leading 3-2, you get to the six, and the big hit, listen, Drew Bachman, a kid that's been around the program for quite a while, but hadn't played at all until Sunday in the series, got a pinch hit opportunity in late, you know, in the ninth inning of a blowout game, got a base hit. Well, then they go to him, another pinch hit opportunity against Duke with the bases loaded, RBI single. Like, people, I don't, baseball hitting, you know, hitting may be the toughest thing to do in sports, period. But then a pinch hitter, right. like pinch yeah. hitting, is even tougher than that. You've been sitting there cold all game long. <laughs> you have not been moving around. And it's like, hey, kid, grab a bat and go up in a big spot and get a base hit. Right. And to be able to step in and do that, huge. And then Liberty broke it open, six runs in the ninth. So, yeah, that was big to get the offense going. Great pitching throughout the game. They kind of mixed and matched. Jeremy Beam and the freshman got the start. Dylan Cumming was huge out of the bullpen for them. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is exactly what they needed to go on the road and beat a solid Duke team, not great by any stretch, but a road win against an ACC opponent. Like, hopefully this gets them back on track as they head back into conference this this weekend. I feel like that's not talked about enough, the pinch hitting um, role hard. on it's a crazy. team. Like, I don't know what the secret is to the success of being a pinch hitter because I, I just think it's, yeah, it's this- got to be so difficult to just – not only do you have the pressure, but like you mentioned, Matt, like right. you're just sitting there cold all game and yeah. then you're in the the last frame of the, the game and you're like, all right, get in there, do something. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Some guys have different is. theories, like just like, just let it rip. First pitch you see, like, <laughs> let's go. Down. Other guys like, all right, try to see a few pitches, work yourself into the at-bat. It varies guy to guy. But yeah, especially if you're at a place like, you know, some people have a tunnel they can go hit in and stay loose in and maybe the Flames do that here at home some. But like a lot of places, especially in college, you you don't have that opportunity. Yeah. 
So you are, especially on a cold day, just sitting there bundled up, freezing, and then it's like, hey, guess what? Go hit this guy. It's throwing 90. Yeah, so Gray Betts didn't play in that series uh, against Stetson this weekend or against Duke because he had concussion-like symptoms. Also, a really scary moment on Friday night with Derek Orndorff. I mean, this pitch hit him it, it it hit the helmet first it did I think. catch some of the helmet yeah but um it, it hit like i think the helmet then went into his face and he was like had a bloody lip but he was down on the ground not even moving pretty sure he was just unconscious for about two three minutes so it was just like such a scary moment continued prayers for him for sure. but it seems like you know he did get up and and was looking a little dazed and confused oh, in sure. the walk or i'm sorry in the um that down there in the dugout but you know, was able to kind of walk it off, and we think he'll be a go. Well, they're this the, weekend, but they're hoping. Sure. They're hoping to get both back this weekend. You know how those things with the concussions go. Like you it's don't want to mess with day. that. Yeah, every every guy handles it differently, and you may feel one day like, oh, I'm feeling so much better, and right. the next day feel terrible again. So it's hard to speculate, but yeah, they are hopeful that they'll be able to get him back this weekend. But, you know, we'll have to see how they're feeling. Yeah. So the the Flames will be on the road at Jacksonville for a three game series. Um, this is going to be a really big test. You know, not only have they the Flames been kind of struggling, the good the good thing that you can take away from this game at Duke was no errors. You know, this yeah. Flames program is known for its defense, but at the same time, it's been a little bit of a struggle these last few games. So, um, you know, another big test. We've heard Coach Jackson say count countless times that, you know, it's going to be tough. Like, we're going to go through these stretches, and we, we're going through them now. We might go through them again, but – you got to really bring an extra level of toughness when you're on the road against these tough conference opponents. Well, and everybody in Liberty's division is tough. Yeah. Like like the the A-Sun East division, they are really tough. Kennesaw State's still unbeaten in conference play 6-0. They're really good. Um, and the FGCU, same way. Jacksonville's only 1-5 in the conference so far. But, I mean, they're 13-10 on the year. So they're, they're not a bad team. So, yeah, there, there are no days off uh, in conference play right now for the Flames. Uh, but it, it would be huge to go on the road and win a series here. And that's something that as as a fan base, you can't just, you know, oh, Stetson took two of three, but then the Stetson was swept by FGCU. Like, this is a really tough division. It and so, it's a long season. Like, like it is. you're going to have these ups and downs. Liberty was so hot early, 11 straight wins. In a baseball season, you're going to have these ups and downs. Obviously, injuries are playing a role in that for the Flames right now. But, like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Get through this now. You know, if you're going to have a lull right. in the season, have it now. Come out of it and be playing your best baseball in the back half of the season. And, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they have the pitching staff to be right. able to carry – and the defense to be able to carry them through a season. So, hopefully the offense can just keep up. Would you say that baseball is the A-Sun's best sport? Ooh. Ooh. I would say – That's interesting. Yeah. I just – you know, How, just think about it. It's kind of basketball, like though. What's golf? Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say good? that overall, like – No, I thought there was another program in the A-Sun that was good besides us. Is in wasn't there another one of the Florida schools? That's I thought Florida good? Gulf Coast is decent, but I think that they're pretty solid. But I'm you just curious, top like to top to bottom. I'm saying, wait, what do you what I'm are not, you saying? I'm not saying for Liberty. Oh, I'm saying I as thought a you whole. were saying for Liberty. I was about to be like, no, 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 no. That's I'm really saying, tough. No, no, I can't, I'm saying like, as a whole, which sport gotcha. yeah, in the okay. grand is scheme the of the NCAA strongest. is the strongest? Oh, yeah, wow. maybe I mean, it might be baseball just in terms of depth. Yeah, depth of of the amount of good programs that you have. Yeah, it could be. That's a good point because you have a lot of those programs out of Florida. And I mean, when, yeah. you, when you think of baseball, like Florida, a lot of those, those guys are, are coming from. Cause you think about like basketball, 
you know, obviously Liberty didn't win this year, but yeah. there's only like, it's two, only been like two or, two or three, three teams, teams typically, yeah. in softball right wow, now. That's it's, a really good point. it's Liberty and Kennesaw State in track and field. It's Liberty and Kennesaw State. Yeah. It feels like the only sport truly that it's a multi-horse race is in baseball. And, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. taken away from lacrosse and stuff. Sure. I, I don't have enough knowledge, to be honest. In that yeah, case, yeah. But it sounds like, uh, you know, I, I've heard Jacksonville is pretty good. I'm not exactly sure. But baseball, it seems like yeah. there's multiple teams there. Yeah, and I think that that's why Coach Jackson makes such a point of making that tough non-conference schedule. Yeah. And it really helps when they do get this experience against these ACC teams because, you know, you're going to have a really, really hard conference schedule, especially with this East Division. Okay, so let's move over to the women's side. Uh, uh, the Lady Flames played, uh, swept North yeah, Alabama this right. past weekend. What did you take away from them? They, you know, looking ahead, they have Louisville tomorrow or right. tonight. Today. Tonight. Tonight, yeah. Gosh. Emily, I'm... Emily Kirby is back. That's Woo! huge. You know, she had a... It's because you did the feature on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. She had a tough start to the season, <laughs> but I think in her last three games, she's had double-digit strikeouts, which is uh, tremendous for the Flames. And to have her and Keeney as a one-two punch, you're in really solid shape. Also, the bats have just come to life. They're on a seven-game win streak right now. Uh, they swept EKU. They took down UVA. They just swept UNA. And they had Rachel Roop as the the young rising star in all of this. She had her second Grand Slam in as many weekends. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough to go through that lineup right now, one through nine, and find like I think if you're the opposing team's manager, you want to be like, okay, let's find two hitters that we can really focus in on and kind of get us out of jams. Hard to do that right now with LU. Like, mm -hmm. truly, even the nine here, Reagan Barrett, who's only hitting 250 on the season, has an on-base percentage of, like, 330, and she just hit a two-RBI triple, like, this last weekend. Mm -hmm. So everybody in the lineup's hitting it pretty well. That's awesome. And yeah. the, was Roop the, the one that was told she couldn't play? To no, that was Rachel Crane. Oh, uh, Rachel right. uh, Roop is a top 100 I flow softball prospect that came oh, to Liberty. Wow, so okay. she has some pedigree to her, and mm -hmm. she's shown it off. All right, so Louisville tomorrow or tonight. tonight. Gosh, I Boy. cannot. They're on the road. I know yeah. this whole like I know it throws Wednesday you yeah. is throwing me off. That that'll be my excuse this week. Um, what what can this do before the Lady Flame do for for the Lady Flames before they get back into conference play? Yeah, I think you just want to continue more of the same. To be honest, I, I don't think Louisville by any means is not a powerhouse in softball, but it's another competent opponent. You just want to continue to. Swing the bat well. I think the big thing in softball is just hitting the ball hard. And yeah. in previous Liberty teams, I felt I never felt like they went into the mindset in the batter's box like, "Hey, I'm going to kill this thing." And this team has that. They hit it really hard because it's a smaller infield, right? So if you put some zip on that bad boy, it's hard to handle that ball at, at short or at uh, third base, whatever, what have you. So this is a team that really does a great job of just getting on base. And I think. They have been a bit of a streaky team earlier in this season, so don't go into this game with a mindset of like, oh, we can we can sit back and relax. I think they really need to stay on top of things heading into conference play because not this weekend, but the following weekend at home, Kennesaw State comes to town, and that was the team that gave you fits last year, so you need to be ready for them to continue to, continue to play good softball going into that weekend series. Awesome. Hopefully they continue that winning streak. Okay, so when you look at outdoor track and field, they haven't skipped a beat after coming out of indoor. Um, I think seven, there were seven events um, that were won by throwers, six events at the Dr. Jack and Tom's alumni invitational events. Um, 11. Oh, Dr. Jack and Tom's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Liberty posted 11 first place finishes. So it's just like really cool not to see just the running events, but but them having some success throwing um, as well. 
And then you have Mitchell finishing 10th in the Texas Relay shot put. So just like really good moments. And then the 39.65 second effort to take down the longstanding yeah. four by one program record. Pretty sure, you know, Liberty's success relies on Flame Central. You're about to make this about yourself. I knew you. Uh, go ahead. Please go ahead. Flame Central features. I was right. also okay. talking about him and uh, Rhett doing the I know where you were headed Emily Kirby yeah, feature. I know where you're headed. You know, I'm saying, you know, you do a feature. Emily did a guys. story about these four guys. And that's where that's where this there's the punchline. Emily did a story about them talking trash to each other. And they're fast, and she wants to get in on the credit. You, hey, unless you were holding that baton and you ran the anchor leg, just give these guys their shine. I'm so happy this is a short week for me. Um, so that program record stood for 26 years. Just really cool to see these guys. Yeah. Which Christian Lyon is, I think he wants a future in um, in media. So he's like, when are we going to get some airtime? I mean, we just took They've down asked the program. To come on the podcast. So have they? We yeah. need to have them have them on. They're yeah. super fun. <laughs> But excited to see to see that and might be featured on Warm Hot and Fuego. Uh, Just maybe a maybe we can do like have them on the podcast where like we do them in the order that they run in the relay. Where like you take the <laughs> question right. and you yeah. hand it off yeah. to the next guy and then he takes well, it. And we can you you like get it. less than ten seconds, right? In that yeah, because it would be less than ten seconds per person. So basically, yeah. how how much can oh you fit? Rapid eight, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. That'd be fun. All right. Well, a lot going on around Liberty's campus. One match was uh, Liberty Lacrosse hosting Duke. Number seven, Duke. Huge mm. game. Freezing cold outside. I feel like the lacrosse team just loves to play in these horrible elements. We have uh, head coach Kelly Nangle on with us now. Let's check in with her. So excited to be joined by women's lacrosse head coach Kelly Nagel. And this is the first time, right, that you're coming on yes. our podcast. Yeah. So it's so great to have you on the show. What a game yesterday for you and your team hosting number seven, Duke. I mean, we weren't physically there, but I mean, there were Some text of us messages. were. Yeah, we had people running over. Like, yeah. like, like, like yes. Donald, who works with us, is like, I'm out of here. I'm going over. Like, do I it. Mean, grab yeah. the camera from yeah. the shelf. Everything's falling down. He's <laughs> running down the hallway. Just what kind, I mean, you guys fell 8-7, but what kind of um, experience was this for your team, and what did you guys learn from this game? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but I think I, we're still, like, we don't know how to feel kind of thing mm. because it was so close that you're kind of like, ah, oh. Like, we were that close from having a, you know, program-changing game. But then you don't want to take away the fact that it was still an epic game against one of the best teams in the country. So... I think there's a lot of takeaways. I told the girls before the game, I said, guys, when I think about this game, I think of the word belong. And they're like, here she goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, you belong on this team. You belong in the locker room. I'm like, but most importantly, you belong in this game today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then I, I go off on tangents sometimes. And I was like, you know, think of it like a membership. I'm like, and you've paid your dues. Your first 10 games, like, you've proven that you belong in this game. And I'm like, I'm tired of the whole David and Goliath and – Let's go work hard. I'm like, you need to go play this game to win. Like, you're capable. Play like you belong, you know? And so I think we really took that to heart because they did. You know what right. I mean? And you know, I think we gained a lot of respect from some of these top teams. And so I think for them, and I told them after the game, I said, you just went toe-to-toe -to -toe with one of the best teams in the country. You know, so we can't be scared of playing Jacksonville. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because that's been our, you know, the monkey mm -hmm. on our back for the last couple of years. So I think for their confidence, it's huge. And it was interesting, too, because after the game, I, you know, some of them are like pissed and like upset. And I'm like, oh, 
There's a part of me that's like, yeah, do not yeah, put yeah. your heads down. But then there's a part of me that's like, yes. I'm this like, you're what, pissed yeah. and you're upset right. because you expected to win the game. Remember this right. feeling. Yes. And so I was like, as a coach, like I like I know again, it's a balance. Cause yeah. I'm like, I don't want you to be upset with yourselves because this was you guys left everything out here mm-hmm. and you played. But I love the emotion because you fully expected to win the game. And I'm like, as a coach, I love that. As a teammate, like I, these are the people type of people I want on my team that are expecting to win these games. So um, I think we gained a lot from this game and we keep talking about how we just got to keep, cause you know, when I first got here, we were like the, the worst team in division one. So yeah. we've, we've moved ourselves up, but we got to get on the other side of some of these games. And I think, you know, beating tech was a big one and then being in, I mean, you gotta know last year we played Duke and we just got, you know, I keep saying we just got kicked in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, you're down six, nothing first five minutes and you're like, ah, mm. um, so to have that kind of turnaround in one year, is just incredible and I just I think we'll gain a lot like our girls are just continuing to gain confidence and that's huge coming into this you know April May stretch and a lot of these situations when you're playing a team like this and it's top 10 ranked and you're ahead at half then you get down the wheels fall off you see that happen a lot but who are a couple girls on your team they're like just the glue holding everybody together, kind of screaming at somebody's face like, we can still do this let's stay in this game yes that's a great question I think our defenders were huge. Uh, Alexa Everham, I mean, she played out of her mind. You know, Maddie Jenner, who's one of the best players in the country, is in the eight. And as soon as she catches the ball, Alexa was checking out of her stick, like, the whole game. Um, and so I think our defense really came up huge. Uh, and I I thought the same thing. We were up, we were up. They go up 8-6. And I'm like, no, no, no. Hmm. You know, there's like eight minutes <laughs> left in the game. I'm like, do not let Who's the in charge of the clock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was huge to not be able to just – let the wheels fall off at that point and get possessions and score seventh goal. And we had plenty of opportunities. Like we were, you know, I, I saw wore that Tendi had game. eight saves. Yes. Yeah, like that's a lot of saves yes. on lacrosse. Yeah. And we outshot them, you know, so it wasn't like one of these accidental, you know, they got up and they put right. their subs in and we, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I also yeah, love the way the game went because I think that gave us confidence too. But that's a good point. And I think the defenders are like, uh-uh, like we are standing on our heads, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> we're not going down without a win, you know. And I think another thing, which I didn't know until after the game, but that's the least amount of goals they've scored in a game since 2019. Wow. wow. And they play in the, you know, they're playing. Yeah the best teams in the country mm-hmm. every year. So, cause I'm like to hold that team to eight goals is just, you know, so for our defenders, I was like, uh, you know, that's yeah. one of those where yeah. it's like, we just could score a couple more goals for yeah. you. But I think they were, you know, they really kind of ran the show yesterday yeah. and that's great for them confidence wise. Cause they know, Hey, you know, we can play with anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys went on a long road trip here recently out to California and yeah, like thanks that, for the invite. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that wasn't enough to, you went to Cincinnati too, yep. which, you know, who, who doesn't yeah. love going there? Yeah, Any exactly. chance you get? Um, <laughs> do you feel like that time away? Did you see growth in your team? I know people always talk about like, sometimes you got to get away on the road to really like come together. Did you experience any of that? You guys won what two or three during that road trip? Yeah. Three or two. Sorry. I'm still mad about that. I wish it was three, but it's okay. <laughs> um, yes. A hundred percent. And that's why I love, we're a big, you know, I don't want to say team building team, but I love to give those girls these experiences because that's what they're going to remember. And I have to remember that as a coach, like I'm not going to remember the score of the game. Like they're going to remember we went to San Francisco. We saw the Golden Gate Bridge. We did all these weird things, you know? (laughs) Um, But yes, I think because the alternative is what do we do? We sit around Lynchburg for a couple of days, then we drive to Ohio, you know, and that's not really 
you know, bearing a lot of fruit. So I think um, just to have that opportunity together and to work through some stuff and we're traveling across the country, stuff that we're going to be doing at the end of the season, we're going to be traveling, we're going to be playing yeah. Thursday, Saturday, we're going to, you know, so to kind of work through what that feels like on the road, back-to-back games. Um, and I think they handled it really well. And so, yes, I do think that that really, I don't want to say it's a turning point, but I think that connected us even more. So you've been at the head of this uh, women's lacrosse program for almost 10 years. Yeah. Does it feel Is that like right? that long? That's crazy. Right? Thank you. Yeah. No, it does not. I, when people ask me, I'm like, oh, this is my ninth season. Like, that's wow. weird. Wow. Yes. Right? Really? It's gone fast. That blows my mind. I agree. I would have said five max, yes. to be honest. Yes. So what do you think that you've learned as a coach through those nine years? That's a great question. And I think, I say this all the time, I think there's so much value to staying at a place because as a coach, I'm able to learn a lot. Like, I think in our world, it's like, oh, if you don't do it in a year or two, you know, but it's like, we're not, you're not able to build and learn stuff. And I think, um, you know, we talk about our team 10 a lot, but that has been a big learning point for me because I wasn't really equipped, I think, to create a culture when I first got here. So I mm-hmm. had to go through the ebbs and flows, but then you also need a supportive administration that sees the bigger picture. Was that part of your pitch when they were asking, like, you know, interviewing you to be the head coach? Well, I don't think I can build a culture right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> the one thing I'm not sure about. Yeah, there's yeah. one thing that's yeah. just on the fence. Building a culture, I just don't yeah. know how to do yep. it. <laughs> I'm just Because, yes, yeah. because I was younger, but it's true. I was younger and I was at I was a head coach at a small division one school for two years and we did well and you know yeah. and not that I did it I just had to learn a lot about sure. adapting to this you know like for example we put everything on one page like having a five or six pages of rules and expectations is that's like a it terrible idea yes yeah. um, and so but I'm just thankful for the opportunity to learn like and to have support from an administration like hey let's do this better not like hey they're all complaining. Sorry, you're out, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm really thankful because if I had left or, I don't know, say we had a couple good years and went somewhere else and you're starting over again and you're not really growing that's like, as a coach. Yeah, and that's what's like so difficult. Like people think that they want that instant gratification, but like it's really difficult to build a culture every three years when you're on the move. And, yes. And, 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 you know, maybe moving up in terms of like conferences and, and um, you know, the team history, but yeah, it's like more difficult than what people think. So then when there's like a, a season, like you know, like a two-year stretch where you're not doing well, it's like, oh, well, let's fire him. It's like, well, it, it kind of, yes. you know, have a little bit more patience. Yes, that. yes. And so I'm really thankful because I've just been able to learn a lot. And the other part of that is your administration. Like, you know, Christy Bites is my supervisor and she's awesome and she's supportive and she'll tell me what I need to hear. And you don't know when you take another job, you don't know what you're walking into. Right. Yeah. And she has an awesome dog. Yeah, And she has an awesome dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I think, yeah, I'm just really thankful that I've been. And we're at a place where we have resources. You know what I mean? We can yeah. make some changes. So it's been really cool to stick with it. And, like, even when I see some of the older alums, or you know, they're like, I like, I know, I remember. I remember being on that team where we only had two wins and it right. was terrible. And so it's cool for them to see, like, whoa, like the program just evolving, like, you know, right before them. So it's mm. pretty cool. So over your, your time here, who is another coach or, or administrator that was like your sounding board or a mentor to you that helped you grow through all the the experiences that you've been through? Yeah, here? Yeah. Or 
Or, um, or outside of here. That's yes, fine, too. Yeah, I have my – we joke around about this because we always play Robert Morris, and it's always a you know a battle, but she's one of my best friends. She's the older coach. She coached at, at Tech, and the girls hate playing it because it's just like this super intense game <laughs> no matter what because we're both really intense yeah. and we like yell at each other. And, um but she's been, you know, a, a big sounding board for me because she's, you know, she was at Tech and she kind of went through that whole thing. And now she's at, uh, you know, a smaller school. But, yeah, I have like a core of my old coach that coached me in college was the coach at Arizona State. She's not anymore. But then another one of my coaches is the associate head coach at Cal. So mm-hmm. that was cool. When we went out there and got to see her. And, um, and it is cool. You know, it is such a small world when you really think about it. And um, it's great to just have people that can help steer, you know, and help, you know. <laughs> pull you off the ledge sometimes right. <laughs> you're like no sure, you know because <laughs> it is it's tough because you go through a lot of lows before you hit the highs and you got to just stay in it you know what i mean and two of the people you just mentioned you beat this year too, right yes. so that always is yes. Nice. Yes. the relationship yes. is always a lot better yes. from your side yes. when you're also beating them. yes so, yeah. exactly all right so you guys are getting ready what conference play starts up this weekend yes for you guys yep do you feel like take me into maybe just like a quick snapshot of where you feel like you are in terms of the rest of the conference, mm-hmm. like what what's out? What do you feel like is out there for you guys this season? You know, I think it's all within reach, you know, and I think each game that we play, and that's something I said about this year's group that I'm thankful for is we've been able to take something from every game. And not every year, not every game and every team can do that. They yeah. just will, well, you know, they're better or whatever. I feel like we've been able to say, okay, we need to do this better and we can apply it in the next game. And so I think our ability to learn and apply is going to put us in a really good situation in May. And I think, you know, it's going to be tough. Like Coastal added, they're having a good year, uh, which I love. That's good. Like I'm the coach that likes that. Um, a lot of teams don't. They'd rather just have the, the easy path. Yeah. But I think, you know, our conference is getting stronger, which is a positive thing. Uh, so I, I think it, it's there for us to take. And I, our girls know it. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the first things they said after yesterday. So um, I think the more we can build their confidence, I think the sky's the limit. And I'm just really excited. Who is like the class clown on this team or like give us some give us some funny stories. I don't know if something happened out in California or like just what's a funny. You did say lots of weird stuff. In California, that could be a variety. (laughs) That's true. true. And we know like Lizzie Ferguson and Leah Ruby, like both of those are young ladies are characters. So you're going to have to have some fun stories. Yeah. Well, in general, our team is just super fun and super weird. So that's why I want to say that. (laughs) And it's good. I want them like I'm like, be weird, like be you, you know, Um, and the more they get comfortable. Uh, the, the more the weirder they get, the weirder they get. Yes. Well, there's this thing. Bill will love the story. So, he okay. Like last year, you guys remember those sticky hands? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we were going through a scout, and I'm like, guys, I swear, some of these things, it's like, remember those sticky hands you throw to the wall, and sometimes they stick, and sometimes they fall. I'm like, half the time, I think these things are just hitting the wall, and just yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. of course they're laughing because they're like, yeah, because you know there's only there's a balance of what yeah. they can really yeah. actually retain. So as a joke. I started getting them and we would use them in our scouts. So like after we said something, they'd get up and throw it to the wall and like tilt stuck. So then Bill decides, hey, we're going to, you know, especially last year with COVID, we didn't have a lot of opportunities to do things. So they made up this game. 
I don't even know what they call it. And so they get around the table. It's like musical chairs. And they all have sticky hands. And there's just stuff in the middle of the table. And so you have to grab something. And if you then there's one less thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, then you're out and it gets right. to the end. But then it gets like super intense and competitive. <laughs> oh, my and God. It's like hungry hippos. This has to be like a story, like a feature yeah. that we I, I agree. And, I, you know, we might need to just, you know, copyright or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but so we played it at, over spring break. And it was awesome because, you know, the freshmen, like, didn't really know what it was. And they were like, they heard all this yelling and screaming and people were getting And all of a sudden, four girls entered the transfer portal. Like, <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> injured. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, but awful. yeah, just like that was one of, you know, I wouldn't say that was weird, but just like a cool thing that they do. <laughs> then the other day before High Point, I'm in my office. It's pregame, you know. And you know that we always, you have a schedule, but half the time, like, what are they doing? Like, they're in the locker room an hour before the game. Yeah. They, we have fun Fridays in the fall, right? So there's this bin of just things that they just use on front front. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my office and they just come out. There's like 20 of them come out of the locker room in like a conga line with all like wigs like on. Like dressed up? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I hope this is good. Like we have a yeah. huge game in about an hour. That's, and yeah, they just yeah. walk out. That's one of those where if Are you win, focused? you're like, you, if you win, you're like, oh, we're so loose. We're yeah. playing loose. Yes. We're loose. You're like, you're not focused. Yes. Take yeah. that yeah. wig off. Why are you wearing the wig yes. in the middle of the game? A hundred percent. Then yeah. another story in California, which I hear this when I get on the bus. I'm like, oh, because of course we let them walk around. I'm like, mm. <laughs> be back in two yeah. hours. Yeah. So Brooke and Lizzie, apparently, right? We're at like Fisherman's Wharf, like right by the pier. There's a guy <laughs> playing music, okay? They started a conga line oh just around the wharf. <laughs> and they had a whole bunch of people on the line. Like, <laughs> we need to take oh, a camera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, Thank I can't you. even, yes. the stuff they, it's like not stuff we plan. Like, but that's what's also awesome about the group. Like, it could be anything we're doing and they just make it a lot of fun, oh which is also cool because we practice in the morning. So, you know, I yeah. think they learn, like, yeah. okay, I gotta get myself excited because yeah. this stinks. It's dark out and <laughs> yeah. we're out practice. But they just do a great job of like it just it makes it so much fun to like be around them and stuff. But and it's organic, so yes, that's yeah. what yes, makes it even better. And then the rest of the kids are like, oh, okay, like it's cool. I can I can laugh. I can have right. I, you know I can put on a wig like an yeah. hour before the game. Yeah. And coach isn't gonna be mad. Like I think they're like waiting for a reaction for me. But I'm like, what? Are Again, same yeah. thing. I'm like, we'll save the reaction for after the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wait, so what time do you guys practice in the morning? Six. So we oh warm up at five forty-five. Oh, wow. Wow. I know. Wow. Every day. You guys should be sponsored by Duncan, or you need some NIL. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> Jimmy, or yes. what is it? Uh, what's right here? Joe Beans. Joe Beans. Yes, yes. Joe Beans. Yeah. Hey, they would love that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Um, you know, kind of a weird question, but going and looking at some of the other programs on campus. Well, you know, you got Malik Willis coming mm -hmm. and getting all this attention for Liberty. You know, field hockey going to the national championship game. How much does that help your program with recruiting and just like people knowing about Liberty? Yes, I think it helps in a big way because it's putting Liberty on a national scale. And field hockey, for example, is awesome because a lot of our kids play field hockey. Like most of them play field hockey and lacrosse. So they're, you know, you don't, you know, field hockey, a lot of teams, people don't know the sport, but our kids do. So that was huge. Like, mm -hmm. and I always love it because I'll see that our recruits will repost, like when men's basketball is in the, you know, March Madness, they're reposting the graphic. When football has a big game, yeah. they're repost. So I'm like, so that shows me, hey, they're, you know, and they're just proud to be a part of what we're doing. So I think it 100% it helps, um, you know, just the brand. And I, I think they're like, oh, okay. Like, Liberty is legit. Like, they can go to the national championship, field hockey. They, You know what I mean? Like, you know, got Darius McGee, their basketball yeah. team. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I think, yeah, of course it helps us.
still no culture or anything. Yeah, 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 I know. yeah exactly. <laughs> we, got, we got a brand, but we don't. Have, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, before we let you go, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you stole my life. I was going to. That's like, where I was going to go for oh, my okay. last question. All right, yeah, go ahead. Tag team go ahead, this. Right. Okay. Is Jalen Hurts the answer? That, oh, and how would we're you on the same way? <laughs> yeah. Here. How would yeah. you rate the offseason so far for your Eagles? Okay, this is a great question. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say yes. I believe in Jalen Hurts. Okay. I want it for him. I, I hope I'm right. He's a great guy, great leader. Like I hope he is. I'm not really thrilled about the offseason because I don't really we're kinda what are we doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you know, I had a, a heart attack when we got rid of Fletcher Cox for a day. Yeah. So I'm glad he came back. But then we got the Kelly Greens coming out. I saw that. I saw that. La so, was it last night I saw a tweet yes, about that. You yes. guys breaking those out. It was funny because everyone was texting me about the game, but also like I'll get texts. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, that's nice. This person texted me about the game and it's about the Eagles Kelly Greens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know. Like there's still a lot of question marks. I'm like, I think I like Nick Sirianni. But I don't love how quiet we're being. But maybe it's good. I love his loyalty to Jalen. I appreciate that. Yeah. But then I don't know. Like then I think back to Carson and Doug, and that was weird because we thought, oh, Doug got fired. Then we lose Car. Like what are we doing? So I don't know. I'm on the Jalen Hurts train. He's a great guy. He's a believer. You know, yeah. he's a good leader. We got to cheer for him. So. Are you, are you like a Sixers fan as well? Like, are you all Philly sports? I am, but I'm more diehard in the football. Yeah, I like, knew the Eagles for yeah. sure. I kind of bandwagon. I, I've been into the Sixers since we got um, James Harden. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. trying to yeah. cheer. I like Doc Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. I was sad we lost um, Seth Curry, though. Yeah. I loved him. If I ever asked you this question, this is another random one. Have you ever gone to Nifty 50s in mm. Philadelphia? No. Oh, if you ever go, it's a little diner. Okay. And they have just great food. They have over 80 uh, some flavors of pop. Like, a hundred different types of milkshakes. It's like a 50s oh, diner. Okay. It's oh, really wow. cool. Anyways, right. yeah, it's I'll worth a go, go next to. Time. Okay. Yeah. I, Why did you never tell me about that? Yeah. All these years. Uh -huh. I've gone to Philly like multiple times. <laughs> I thought we were you friends. Know, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I've actually never had a Philly cheesesteak. <gasps> what? Never. Oh, my oh boy. Man. Never. You'd have I know. To. Whenever yeah. Emily gets after me about like, you've never heard of this, I'm like, just be quiet. <laughs> like the yeah. amount of things. I've never seen Sound of Music. And he's like, the I don't know. Well, yeah. Hold it against me to this day. I'm telling so. you, even people that don't like cheesesteaks. Oh, no, I love amazing. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love them. Oh. I don't know why. I. But you've never had one and you love it? Well, no, I just don't. Just, I don't oh, you I mean think... like a real Philly cheesesteak from yeah. Philly? I yeah, yeah. Okay. From, like in Philly. Yeah, okay. like I feel like gotcha. it doesn't really count if it's not. Yeah, I, you're right. Okay. It doesn't. Right. It's still yeah. good. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. But well, thanks so. so much for joining us, Coach. Great to have you. Continued success this season. And, uh, you know, we'll have to get a camera out there for yeah. a I'm Congo line yes. because yeah. I can crush a Congo line. <laughs> okay, and I'm telling so. you, you hey, never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Just promise me this. When you guys win conference this year, you will do a conga line holding the trophy around the field. Can you promise me that? I can yes. promise you that. Because All right. After the high point game, they started doing it in the middle of the field. I'm like, there you guys, go. bring it back That's in. That's a new tradition. Yes. And, then, and, then, and then it'll lead all the way to combo. Yes. You know, you know, yes. do the combo yes. line, everyone in combo. <laughs> oh, we great. are in. We are in. Awesome. Can't <laughs> wait for it to happen. Thanks, coach. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I want to go on a road trip with Liberty Lacrosse. They seem like so much fun. I was talking to coach, you know, off the air, and, and it's a lot like the um, field hockey team. You know, they just have so much fun, and it's just like, and like I said, it completely organic how this team is bonding, and, and I think we're going to see that success follow on the field. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot like the fun that Rhett and I have uh, in the office. Just completely. <laughs> the conga line. The conga line. Yeah. Uh, Rhett, you know, dressing up in various yeah. outfits each day. Uh, 
wearing a wig wearing a wig yeah, you know it's no. it's very similar to yeah. the chemistry that that we have in the office no it sounds like a lot of fun and we've gotten to know kelly it's hard to believe 10 years that wow. she's been here that's crazy we played hockey with her one time yeah. remember that <laughs> that's right yeah she that's enjoyed right that so always fun to have her on the podcast uh quite the personality and she is. I'm, I'm wishing i well love for her eagles the intensity yes we all do that we kelly nangle brings to whatever she's doing that's right she is not just like, oh, I'm just here to have fun. No, she is intense. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We haven't even touched on Liberty Spring Football. Do we need to do that? I mean, we haven't really. It's been a little bit difficult to to catch up with them. Yeah. And there's there's a there are a lot of storylines. I mean, we don't even know who's replacing Malik Willis, but um, it is early. I know it's spring and mm -hmm. there, there's some like new faces on this on this Liberty roster, but. Uh, we will go next out. Week. We'll, and, we'll, we'll and see if they, if we get a few more details uh, between now and next week's right. podcast. But it is it is tough. You know, spring's a weird time because you don't want to give too much away. Right. And there's still a lot of big questions to be answered, but you still want guys to be competing for those those roles come fall. So there's a lot to unwind on that. One thing we could say, have we mentioned on the podcast that CJ Yarbrough's back? I don't know if we've mentioned oh, that but or yeah, not. But he but is, yeah, that, I just that, did. That, yep. yeah, yeah, that'll be a big... I think a big addition, yeah. you know, his freshman year was great. He was banged up, but he had that amazing one-handed catch versus Western Kentucky. But we mentioned like, hey, you need a big outside receiver that can go one-on-one -on -one and get that ball for you, rip it down in a 50-50 battle. That guy's back, yep. in my opinion. That's going to be a big Well, big we got to get him healthy, but. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 in, yeah receivers are oh, banged up right now. CJ. I know. Come on. The CJs yeah. are, are yeah. banged up right now, but hopefully they can get healthy and be ready to rock. We've got 180 days. Hopefully that's there you go. Yeah, I yeah. Wow. You have a countdown going. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> latest projection on where Malik Willis is going. Oh, Carolina, number six. I think it's going to be Detroit. I think it's going to be Do you really? Number two overall. I don't I, want I do. it to be. I really don't. And it's nothing again. Yeah, no, it is a lot against Detroit. I, want, I, I, I just, I don't <laughs> want it. I don't want it for I want to see him go to Detroit. Do you? Well, I mean, I think Pittsburgh is the best place. Yeah. But I want to see him go there. Like, right. No uh, team is bad forever. Like, eventually you yeah. have, have to. Have you met around. the Jacksonville right. Jaguars? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> They're bad forever. They've been bad for a while. And I, I can disagree but they were, on that. They, yeah. were, they were in what? The AFC Championship game with Bortles like six years ago? That's like, true. it's not like it's been 20 years. Yeah. yeah, but usually you can hang on for longer than a season. Like, that was, that they, they were high and then they just. Freaking well, yeah. Went, yeah. <laughs> they went down quick. Like if, like that's not. But it's all about success. the quarterback. If Malik is as good as people think he could be, and everything yeah, works out true. for him at the next level, like that will change a, a franchise's fortunes. You know, for the next decade. Yeah, but I mean, look, Matt Stafford just left Detroit for so long, and then just went and won. Um, I know, but it's a completely a different staff. Again, I don't think you can be I like. I don't know. Lots of teams have been bad in the past. And I mean, know? I guess the Jaguars, you know, yeah. you have Trevor Lawrence, but at the same time, I don't even know who their coach is. Right I mean, now. we just saw the Bengals <laughs> go to the Super yeah, Bowl. That's right. True. That so, is so true. Stop. Right. Yeah. I know. That is Joe Burrow true. changed it. There you go. Who's your, who's your one team, though? Because everybody's saying Atlanta, Panthers, Pittsburgh, Detroit. Who's your one team outside of that's like your sneaky may move up? Has It's like silence, you know, the cone of Seattle. silence. Yeah, that's mine, too. Yeah. I, th I could see them. Ball. You know, I you think Seattle, nothing. yeah, or Washington. I know that sounds oh, weird with yeah. Wentz, but they, I, oh, I yeah. who, no one believes in Wentz. <laughs> but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why even, I don't like, even know if he believes in. Yeah. <laughs> I just think Washington is an interesting. I don't know. I don't outlier, know if they're going to go back to that situation because when they brought in Hertz with Wentz, there was supposedly like friction between the two of them. You think it's yeah. gonna, it's not going to be any better if Malik comes in? They're like, oh hey, I just got 
traded there and now it's like or, or signed okay signed right because traded, yeah bought, or was it traded i think so yeah okay i can't remember but it was i couldn't remember if it got bought out or not but yeah i don't know if that's going to be a good working relationship to bring uh your hopefully future of your franchise face of your franchise to or not all right well we'll see that's april 28th and i think that we'll start to see you know the ripple effects of malik willis's pro day and, and just all the success that he's having and, and bringing that attention to liberty thanks so much for joining us who knows what day we'll be on next week but can't we'll wait see, for we'll you see to for listen monday yeah. <laughs> thanks guys